Welcome back to Tech Titans. I'm RJ. To my left here is MCA. And today we are going to talk about gaming handhelds. The first one that we want to get into is the Steam Deck. Um, personally, I think it's a great device, but there's got its pros and cons. But we can get into that in a little bit. What are your thoughts on the Steam Deck initially off of what you've I mean, seen and used? It's kind of definitely the first mass market, you know, big, popular, higher powered handheld, obviously. You know, the Switch has been hanging around for forever now. Maybe some people would argue a little too long. Definitely too long. Uh, I mean, obviously there are also some rumors about Switch 2 around the corner, which is not surprising at this point. But Nintendo likes to let everything marinate for a very long time, and they've <laughs> been out of the high-powered hardware game for a while. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Steam Deck definitely filled an interesting niche in the market there. Um, and I think it does have a lot going for it. I think... Um, you know, they do take more of Apple's walled garden approach with SteamOS, which, you know, some people really don't like and you can't run certain games and all that kind of good stuff. But at the same time, you get a lot of stability, um, you know, the ease of use of the store, using your titles across, um, you know, different platforms. So um, I don't know. What do you think is some some of the things about that you want to see improved or you think some of the other new entrants, spoiler alert, ROG on the way? uh are kind of uh have to bring to the table for that yeah i like the steam deck when it first came out i was super like into right ready to buy one off like off of release until i started seeing some of the performance like you know restrictions because you know it was the first generation it was the first handheld that could play newer generation games we always seen like the playstation portable the ps vita the ds's the switches but they never nothing has come out that plays pc or console current-gen console games. That kind of caliber, yeah. Yeah, so it was definitely different seeing that hit the market at the price point that it did. You know, the lowest N1 coming in just at the price of a Switch OLED, pretty much. No, uh, was it 359 or 459 Uh, I want to say it was $459. I think it was a little bit more than that. I mean, Switch, Switch has always been definitely, um, you know, market entry in terms of cost. Yeah. Um, but that's because Nintendo leans into design style. Uh, nope, we were both wrong. 399 Oh, wow. Okay, so, right yeah, in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. So, so who's getting the 64 game? Yeah, like, come on. You're going to yeah. have room for, like, a game on there. If that. Yeah, maybe. But then again, the compatibility is my other thing. I love the idea of being able to play your Steam games in your hands on the go. But the performance is just proven not to be there for some games. Even games that are Steam Deck verified mm -hmm. might not run well or might kill your battery at a certain, you know, wattage that the device is running at. And that's just the main limitation of the chip from that generation when that came out. But overall, I think as a complete package for $399, and even for the mid-tier price, getting into that NVMe SSD versus the regular... Which, again, totally worthy upgrade. I think it's basically required. Yeah, that's um, the other thing. Just getting the speed and the capacity boost there. Oh, yeah. Like, for 125 what was it, 549 for the mid-tier, or 529 Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you don't... It's just... If you're splashing out the kind of money to get the unit in the first place, you might as well get the one that is realistically much more user-friendly and it's not going to require you to cycle installs and all kinds of annoying stuff like that. Exactly. And then that kind of jumps us into like competition. Like the ROG Ally was announced April 1st as a joke and then it was came out that it wasn't a joke by Asus. <laughs> and then from there, it just the hype around that device just blew up because they were claiming performance 50% better than the Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck's performance wasn't anything to like go crazy over. But if you were to double from a 40, 50 FPS average, and you're saying you're doubling that to, you know, 
getting into the 100 frame area in a uh, handheld. Yeah. Seems ridiculous. That was ridiculous <laughs> at one point. And I was like, that's just, there's no way. And then they started talking about, you know, running Windows 11. And I was like, there it is. That's what's selling me over the Steam Deck is See, Windows 11. Uh, it has it definitely has its cons and it's definitely out the box and it has bugs and glitches and issues. But the fact that I can play all of my games. Yeah. I mean, you're totally right. Like, certainly from, you know, the broader standpoint of what can I play on here in the lockdown nature. Uh, I completely agree. I'm a little hesitant just because just Windows, even on my PC, like, annoying me about updates, random restarts. Um, Obviously, the hardware is, um, you know, very limited, so... Uh, hopefully the support and any issues can be squashed a lot faster because they're not dealing with a million different variants like on computers. But yeah. I don't know. At the same time, still just a little bit on the fence about like if they don't have problems. And certainly I hope Microsoft is going to put in a lot of effort because yes. they probably want to show other Al- manufacturers. Allegedly, it won't be a nightmare. Microsoft should be coming out with a stripped down handheld version of Windows now that handhelds are getting more, you know, popular in the market when they first were announced with, like, brands like I and Neo and GPD coming out with their devices that cost well over a $1,000 yeah. for a performance that was just not worth that price point. But now that it's starting to get more popular, chips are starting to become more optimized and smaller and run cooler but run faster. Mm-hmm. I think that Microsoft is going to start finding a, re- a reason to make that handheld version of Windows that works seamlessly. And from the reviews that I've seen on the ROG Ally, because... I don't know how many, but a ton of content creators have had this for apparently about two months now. They say that the pain is setting it up, but Mm -hmm. after you get past all the initial setups and testing and you have all your games installed and kind of set how you want, the nice thing is from there, it's pretty much pick up and play. That's what I'm really banking on. I did pre-order one the second the pre-orders went live on May 12th. I think it was May 12th they got pre-ordered. Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah. I pre-ordered it the the second the pre-orders went live. And I'm waiting for it to come in on June 13th, so you're definitely going to hear me talk about that again at some point. (laughs) But I do really hope that between software updates and me being able to just troubleshoot on my own, that any issues that arise are nothing like device breaking. I mean, I think the real game changer here in one way is just um, not even something Asus did, but just with the introduction of the Z1 and really bringing that level of performance into a relatively mobile form factor um and you know obviously cooling and and uh heat management is going to be a big concern um just with that level of of graphics we'll see uh, on the battery too i think that's still an open question oh yeah but i mean you can't realistically expect more than a couple of hours of performance out of really any of these um and i hardly think that's a deal breaker uh, certainly, even in cars now, there's USB ports like in every exactly. seat. You know, most of the places you go, you can have, if you're at the airport, you can plug in somewhere and be able to keep playing. So I feel like there's a pretty limited number of places where you're only going to have your battery exactly. as your option. And and then again, if I'm in a situation where I can only use the battery that dies and I'm done, where am I that I'm playing video games anyway? I'm most right. likely out doing something else not with the goal to play video games. I got mine with the goal to kind of sit back on my couch or in bed or maybe outside, like, in a backyard area. Something, you know, where I'm still home or, like, close to a building right. I'm going to be entering and leaving. That's going to be the real situations where I just want to be able to sit back, relax, and kind of have that handheld for that convenience. When I go back to my parents' house, for example, 
I get pretty bored out there. It's pretty boring out there. So, you know. You so. just pop it out, two or three hour sesh, like hanging out yeah. on the porch or something where it's nice. And then plug it right back in. If yeah. I'm at my parents' house, I'll just sit there next to an outlet plugged in. Yeah. Hit, hit that turbo mode and start playing games at 120 <laughs> FPS. Allegedly. <laughs> so, I mean, I think they're, that is maybe not something I'm as worried about. Um, the Windows stuff aside, uh, you know, most of the hardware design on it is pretty nice. Um I am still curious a little bit about the ergonomics of it too. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do really like about the Steam Deck is that the the handles are much more pronounced in terms of kind of letting your hands really wrap around the back, um, yeah, so that you can get a more comfortable grip. And a lot of the weight distribution is focused on the two handles, whereas it's kind of more of a brick in the middle in terms of the Asus. So. Um, yeah. In terms of, like, longer play sessions, I'll be curious to see how that goes. But, you know, I haven't tried it yet, so I'm going to reserve judgment on that. Who knows how realistically big of a deal that'll be. Um, and apparently the uh, the triggers are much nicer on the Asus compared to the, the, the ones on the Steam Deck are actually pretty squishy. Yeah. I've tried them out before, and they're just, they kind of mush a little bit more than even click. And I, I really just don't like the feel on that. But what do you think about the the missing track pads compared to the Steam Deck? That's one major input difference. Yeah. Where you can play RTS and all kinds of games like that much more easily, you know, if at all, if you're going to try so, with controller controls. I mean... So I'm in that demographic where I feel when I'm using an RG ally, I'll be playing games with 100% controller support. If I'm playing an RTS or a top-down view game, I'm going to want a bigger You're screen just gonna anyway. Play a computer. Yeah, I'm just going to play it yeah. my computer. I'm not going to be, unless there's some RTS game that comes out that really captures me and mm -hmm. I have the need to want to play it on the go. I'm buying it with the games in mind like that are lower fidelity, like Risk of Rain, the Minecrafts, maybe Forza, depending on how that runs, but that's very first party, sure. so very optimized. And then games like that, like Skyrim, games I can just pick up and play, save, put down, and kind of just continue that off and on kind of grind where I'm not high commitment and like, you know, potentially dropping frames in competitive play. So I don't think that the touchpads for me are gonna be make or break. I don't think they're needed. And worst comes to worst. I can carry a little Bluetooth mouse in my backpack yeah. to always like. I suppose that's true. I mean, you could yeah. you could just pair something, and then you know those game those games are kind of lend themselves to really focusing, setting it up on a table. Um, yeah, I'm more there to for the full on Nintendo Switch esque handheld right. experience. I'm just sitting there playing a game like Hades or Diablo FPS, when that comes out. third person action game. Yeah, maybe some Fortnite. Like, you know, just yeah. simple things like pick up, play, and then drop back down whenever I feel like I'm done playing. Um, biggest thing I'm really excited for with that definitely is going to be Diablo 4 because I feel like that's going to be an easy Steam Deck, or not sorry, Steam Deck. It's just RG Ally game that I can run. Prime example of why I like the Steam Deck. There's... I can't play all my games. Like, it comes back to that at the end of the day for me. Like, I love the idea of the Steam Deck. It's a great concept, but there are so many games that are on so many different launchers that I just don't have access to that's when true. it comes to the Steam Deck. And that's what it ultimately comes down to for me is... Compatibility. Compatibility. Yeah. You just want to be able to have access to all that stuff. I, that, I think that is definitely the number one strike against the Steam Deck. Um, I think for some people... Um, depending on the exact types of games they play, especially if it's more independent third-party stuff and less, like, big platform stuff where they do all have their own ugh, launchers that I wish would go away but still yeah. just cling on for dear life, like Origin, that just needs to be put down. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> like, Origin. all the performance and frustration and update-related garbage associated with that aside, 
it's true. It is still kind of a handicap right now that um, they just don't support that. So if yeah. you want to play some of those games, you don't really have, you know, options outside of the Aces. And I feel like performance aside, I feel like the biggest pro and con to weigh with the Steam Deck in the Ace RG Ally, are you going to want out-of-box functionality and compatibility but you're also going to have those performance hiccups and potential software issues with Windows being bulky and running in the background. Or you can go the Steam Deck route where you have, you know, a perfect seamless experience mm -hmm. in SteamOS, but you're also losing out on other game launchers and all those other features that Windows would allow you to have. We're just talking about Apple and Android right now. Exactly. Do you, it's like, it's like an, an, do you miss sideloading? Do you want all that other stuff that you, the freedom and exactly. accessibility you have on Android? If you're not going to tinker with it or you don't want to bother with it. So I think it's an interesting question. I'm happy that both are in the market. Certainly it'll let kind of, um, you know, a broad range of people kind of vote with their wallet and say, I really care about one or the other. And I'm exactly. sure, you know, some people will be diehards for both. So it's just always good to have more options. Competition is only the best for the consumer at the end of the day. Getting into competition, we do have the absolute dumpster fire of a handheld that was just recently announced at the last oh, PlayStation Showcase. We're getting into the PlayStation Q, which just makes me cringe every Project time I hear Q. about yeah, it. I don't, I mean, there's not much released on it right now other than it's going to be a cut in half DualSense controller with an 8 inch HD screen. And it's, it's roughly like it was just glued on literally. the sides. But Almost hey. like a really stretched out batarang. <laughs> Literally, I, like, that's a good. That's a good. Place I kind of like. I kind of wish they'd even just made it at least even with the top. Like my my OCD when I look at it, and it's kind of like yeah, it's like goes like, in a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Like I just. Looks I feel like wise, for ergonomics, it's. I feel like out of, honestly, out of all handhelds, it looks the most comfortable to hold. You can wrap your fingers. All yeah, because you're playing it like it's an yeah. actual regular controller, because your hands are spread apart wider, which is like the one thing it has going yeah. for it. Now we get into the ultimate con of. It's remote play only. What do, what do I need that for? Why? Yeah. Hey, we you got a PS5. That's great. You also have a cell phone with uh, a huge range of inexpensive third-party gamepad peripherals you can just pop in there. Exactly. That you carry everywhere already and can stream directly from said PS5. But no, we're going to sell you something for question mark dollars. I'm very curious to see what kind of price they I do think quickly want to say any chance of a Sony sponsorship in the garbage I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry it is what it is I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the match throw it in <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that this is a good device like don't get me wrong maybe the leaks for once are 100% wrong maybe it being remote play only is not as exaggerated as you know the media makes it out to be but if it does have some first-party titles, maybe some PlayStation stripped-down games, sure. like PS4 games, maybe some PS3 and PS2 sure. OG games. Oh, that would be good. That they would reached be into the back catalog. If they reached in, because like, you don't need anything to run a PlayStation 2 game. Would be, yeah. A PS3 Wait, game, for that matter. Um, so that would be nice to see if they did implement maybe playing some older titles on the actual device. But needing Wi-Fi and a PS5 at home, it's like... I keep my phone in my pocket at all times. I can just carry my PlayStation 5 controller with me in my backpack if I'm playing to play a video game. Like, it's smaller. The controller's smaller than the device is going to be anyway. Yeah, for real. Like, or you just buy a backbone. Less than $100. You clip your phone right in the middle, and you have the same works. thing. Literally yeah. the exact same thing. Probably a higher resolution screen. Most likely a higher refresh rate screen. And you don't have to carry on a whole extra device. It's probably going to cost, hopefully, hopefully no more than $200 no on the high no end. No way. No way. No <laughs> way do they sell that thing 
for less than I want to say three hundred bucks at a minimum. And it's like what you can get a controller by itself for what sixty or seventy seventy nine for the controller. I and would... then how much does it cost to staple an eight inch? You know, 1080p 60 hertz screen. Screen. You can and buy then, a 24 inch monitor that's 1080p and 60 hertz for 60 bucks. And then you need, you know, some networking and a little storage oh, on yeah. there and the render. Like, I don't know. I can't see them not wanting at least $300 for that. Now, what they're going to get for it, I don't see a lot of interest in it no. unless it can directly play something locally saved. I mean, I think so many games recently have demonstrated the bane of gamers existence of even full on single player games like Redfall requiring an always online connection to join. Yeah. I like, mean, this is an actual technical limitation in a sense, because you know, you do need to have the ability to transfer data. It's got to be online cause you're wireless. But at the same time, like if you have a capable handheld, it better be able in my mind to play something exactly. locally. If your signal sucks, if you want to use less battery or any combination of those things. So, I don't know. I just... Because I'm hoping that Sony did see the crashing and burning of the Logitech G Cloud. Mm -hmm. $300 for a weak Android running device just to play cloud games, and no one bought it. It, it crashed and burned. Logitech is still dropping the price on this thing to try and probably sell whatever they have left. Because it's just a bad device with the market being so... like I love the idea of handheld gaming. It's a great concept. I'm happy that as a gamer that we're getting into that field of technology oh, now totally. where mobile gaming is becoming fully attainable, like high fidelity gaming on the go. That sounds like a fever dream you told me that 10 years ago. Well, I feel like the Switch really cracked the door on that. Yeah. And I think in that case, it was much better. I mean, they've always cracked the door on that. I mean, the popularity of uh, the, the Advance, the DS series, like oh, dude. those have always sold in like just buckets of millions of, of devices. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like there hasn't been an appetite there, and, you know, Sony, or Sony, uh, Nintendo entering the market at a low price definitely made it very accessible, which got a lot more people using them and realizing how capable they could be, even with, you know, Nintendo's uh, lack of concern about hardware and uh, being more focused on just game design and, you know, using, exactly. using gameplay and, and property familiarity to really boost sales. And I feel like the Switch Lite is a prime example of the Switch Lite's $200. You get the controllers, you get the screen. Mm -hmm. We'll give PlayStation, they have a higher quality controller than what's on the Switch Lite. But for $200, if they just put a different OS on there and let you stream your games, oh yeah, it would be just, it'd be perfectly fine. So if it's anything more than 200 to remote play games with latency and Wi-Fi required, uh, also a PS5 required. Yeah, exactly. Hooked up also, and constantly yeah. on to send exactly. you the game. And you have to make sure you have the upload speed to handle that, where the latency, the already bad latency isn't going to become worse. You're not going to have, you know, stuttering. You're not going to have lag. You're not going to have, like, you know, just drops in everything. Everything's just going to, the fidelity is going to drop. Across the board, it's just, I think, going to be a dumpster fire. But that is... Hey, you know what? Again... Let's just qualify all of this with a, maybe that's not the case. Maybe those yeah. are just the leaks. Maybe the leaks are wrong. Maybe they will put local play on. Uh, you know, I'm also curious to see what kind of storage size. I mean, if it's streaming only, 
Um, you Two know. gigs. Yeah, you can seriously enough for a buffer. There's just enough for a streaming the buffer. The icing you get on like eight gigs. The icing <laughs> on the cake for this, I think, to make it the worst thing they ever released, would be make it so you can't even change the OS. Ugh. So even if you want to open source it and put Android on it, because the chips. There's are on no way he's gonna want to do that. I mean, you I know, mean, they all look at Nintendo like and how they constantly are fighting all these bad. They just relocked down the Switch, the 3DS, you know? or yeah, yeah the sorry, 3DS. the 3DS. You know, after the Game Shop stuff, that was over a year ago since, like, any major updates, and essentially all they did was cripple the homebrew access. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, you know, they're they're not afraid to, to get out the hammer and just, you know, smash that apart. Well, um, yeah, definitely let us know in the comments what your favorite, you know, handheld out there is or handheld to come. We definitely would love to see what your guys' opinions are on all this stuff. Make sure to check me out on TikTok. I make a lot of tech-related content. And make sure you check out MC out on his socials as well. He's on YouTube and TikTok as well. They're going to be right here. So make sure you check that out. Um, next time, we're going to talk about, I believe, the WWDC. Um, rumor mill. Yeah, rumor. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of stuff coming from Apple this year. I know we're going back to Apple again for episode three. <laughs> but there's just so much Apple stuff going on right now. And we definitely want to make sure we get to talk about all of that while it's hot. ROS augmented reality that headset are we gonna see it new computers yeah there's gonna just be a lot to go over. haven't had an imac pro refresh since like 2017 i don't know so, about that <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into all of that on our, our episode next week so make sure you check in for that and yeah anything else to say no i think that's good for today so we're gonna sign out here but yeah check us out like and subscribe if you like our content and we'll see you on the next one see ya